Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Club at 22, a Rangers podcast, where we are live this evening on YouTube. I for- nearly forgot what we were live on there. Yes, we're live on YouTube, the show the show that brings you outros and as intros and bloopers from all over the place. We are here to discuss um, a very, very busy week in the world of Rangers, um, an awful lot to get through the night. Um, but before we get into all the, the nitty-gritty of it, I introduce the two boys that are on with me this evening. First up, Ali Pearson. How are you? Go over your wee outro, well. intro slip up. <laughs> I even noticed the path can, I nobody noticed it. So, aye, no, anyway, but no, the weekend, I was going to say the weekend, see, I'm working tomorrow, but Rangers on Sunday. I didn't think we'd have much to talk about this week's goals. I thought the Hibs game coming up, but um, I was very much wrong. No, you were indeed, you were indeed. And Carney, you return after a wee absence on Tuesday evening. How are things with you? Yes, I'm all good, mate. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for um, holding the fort in my absence. I was away for work uh, and I wasn't back in time, so uh, I couldn't I couldn't come on. But uh, when I when I got in and sat down, I thought, I don't know what time it was. Time just go live about half seven. Must have been about so, quarter to eight or something. I, I fired it back to the start at quarter to eight. I just seen the outro and I was like, did they go live at half six or half seven? <laughs> and then I, Ali, like, hello, everyone. I was like, all right, all right, very good. It wasn't as if they were labelled intro and outro. Ali, it wasn't very yeah. difficult to get right but i will forgive you mate because you did hold the fort so yes hello everybody hello everybody in the the chat good to see everybody and yeah we've got quite a bit to get into gentlemen yeah we do but um that for the tuesday evening there that's what you get when you live with the b team guys to their own devices <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the quality content that we, we bring you get everyone yes um yeah so as we've kind of alluded to i um, very busy and i think we'll start off first of all how can we not um, with a couple of bits of media releases that we've seen through the week um, from the incoming CEO, James Bigsgrove. Um, firstly, he had an interview that was released on the Wednesday past there um, on RTV, and that was um, available to view on YouTube as well if you're not subscribed up to RTV. And then he was also, interestingly, wheeled out at the press conference today along with um, Michael Beale. Um, so, yeah, as I say, there's an awful lot to take in. Um, from both of these interviews, they were both fairly lengthy um, and they could probably fill two podcasts, uh, let alone uh, an hour where we've got to get another bit of pieces and news in as well. Um, so we'll probably just start with the interview that was um, released on Wednesday evening, um, just to skim over a couple of kind of points. You know, Bizgrove first came in four years ago now and he's feeling really positive with the new the new role, he says. He did uh, talk about having a vision, a clear strategy. Um, up until 2025, I think it was, he said. So good to see some short-term definite aims for us. Talked about a nine-point plan. Didn't go through the detail of the nine-point plan, but he did raise a few, one of them being um, sort of financial sustainability, infrastructure improvements, um, fan engagement, things like that. Focusing on the on and off pitch side of things. Um, interestingly, we'll probably go into this in more detail when the lads have their say, but like four sort of key roles that we're looking to um, fill this summer in terms of directors for the Sporting Director Academy, financial and commercial. Talked about, yeah, like the fan engagement, that quarterly forum that we've kind of talked about slightly in the past. It also spoke about the importance of this kind of the trimative, got that wrong trim for that. Uh, not going to say it. The importance of the um, the relationship that him, Bisgrove, Beale and Bennett's all going to have. Um, yeah, so Ali, come at you first. What were your thoughts um, on that interview that was released on Wednesday? I think comes across very well, Bisgrove. I thought he has since he's been at Rangers. Four years, I think he said he's been at Rangers now. Um, he's been there obviously in the sort of commercial area in terms of bringing revenue in that way. I think he's done well. 
I think he's quite forward thinking. He's saying everything that we we've been asking for for years, safe standing, etc., going umpteen things. So it's um, he said all the right things <clears> in the interview, <throat> Scotia. But it's um, let's see going forward if, if it happens. I like that he's set up, like you say, the quarterly engagement with fans at Edmondson House. I think that's good. He's he's spoken to NASA, Orsa. He's spoken to the. Union Bears already, apparently. So we cry out about fan engagement and how the previous board wouldn't really speak to us as, as fans. And he looks like he, he wants to engage with us and, and, and ask what we want as fans, which is, which is brilliant going forward as, as Rangers fans, having an input in the club. So, yeah, I, I thought he spoke really well, Scotia. I just think he's a... He can tell he's an intelligent guy. He's forward-thinking and... Um, Yes, I think he's a, a breath of fresh air for our for our football club. Yeah, I get what you mean. I really anytime I hear Bisgrove come on and speak, like you say, he does speak really well. Um yeah, and I was really enthused by the, the, the comments that it was making. I suppose the proof is going to be in the pudding. It's all well and good saying these things at the moment, but he needs to go out and deliver it. And if he does, then I think we've got every right to be very optimistic. Um over the few the few years. There's a couple of points there, Ali, that you raised that we'll maybe speak about the safe standing one when we move on to the press conference they had, because that tied in with one of the questions that he asked there. Um, but, Carney, I'll just come to you for your thoughts on that interview um, on Wednesday. Um, very good. Very impressed with the way that, that he speaks. Um, just quickly before we move on, I've noticed on YouTube that it says Racy has gifted one club at 22 of the Rangers podcast membership. I don't really know what that means, but thank you very much, mate. I don't know if that means you've gifted it to someone. If you have, that's class. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, but whatever you've done, mate, I, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, but I like the way that he talks, mate. I do. You can tell he's been in this kind of public speaking role before because he's very he's very wise with these words uh, and for once I'm not going to be sitting going oh well we'll wait and see what happens I'm going to take him for his word and what he's saying I think the the change of direction of the what of the way the club needs to go is becoming more clear to see and what him and Bennett expect the club to be where we expect to be and the 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 bat the 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 bat I took away from it most is he's very obviously very keen on fan engagement. That's an easy thing. That is an easy thing to say because that's something that's been it's been needing fixed for I don't know how long now, um, a long time. But it was more we're going to take more probably calculated risks and things in terms of the way that they're on the business. And I'm not meaning being ridiculously stupid about going out and spending a fortune on whoever or what or, or whatever, but the. The fact that, as you say, we'll come on to it, but the safe standing's back on the table. They're looking at different ways to communicate with the fans in order to, be able to take the, the club forward. They're looking to speak to fans from abroad. All these kind of things I am I'm very much looking forward to. I think he, he fits the bill quite nicely uh, and everything that he was talking about made me think I've got confidence in you um, being able to take this take this club forward. Um, Lorraine, thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. Um, that's very, very kind of you. Thank you so much. Uh, so I, Scotia, all in all, um, I, I, I'm very happy with what... I'm optimistic about the way that Bisgrove is, is talking. 
Yeah, you know, um, firstly, thanks again, Lorraine, for the donation there. Much appreciated, as Carney says. Um, yeah, Carney, like you said, you were mentioning there, sort of was speaking with like fans from like around the world, which is important because we can see in the comments here that you know people telling us where they're from, where they're watching it. And I think that was pretty encouraging. Obviously, we're all sat here very close to Glasgow, so you know we're getting to the games every other week and whatnot. But I think it was important that it came out and kind of reiterated the sort of commitment to keep our, our fans around the world, Kenny. Keep them in the loop, you know, make sure that they're not getting put to the wayside or anything like that. And they did say on that respect as well that um, supporters being integral, that they're going to set up um, like a fan advisory board. Didn't go into too much detail of what that was like, but from to me, Carney, that sounds like a, a good idea. Very much so, yeah, a very good idea. I think it's 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 much needed, something like that. Some, uh, I know it's not always going to be as simple as basically chapping the, the chairman's door and having a conversation with him as a fan, but there should be something in place that takes fans' concerns to him. Not concerns, just thoughts, opinions, things that everybody that puts their money into Rangers um, fan, fans that all over the world all have an equal right because it's all... It's all something that we love um, unequivocally. It's, it's one of those things that will never change in you. So we all have a, a right to our opinion on how we um, how we see the club going forward. Um, I'm, I'm keen on the, the whole fan engagement thing. I intend to attend um, some of the stuff that's going to be going on. Um, all things um, all things permitting that I can, I'm available for them, then I do, I do intend to go because I'm interested to see what it's like. So no, I think it's I think it is very very important to me. It's a, a very important thing that Bisgrove is is doing. Um, and I had another thought, and a typical I see I've took a day off, mate, and I've lost my touch. I had another thought, and it's completely gone out my head. Uh, so yes, it's it's a good thing, Scotia. I know. I'll come back to you because um, yeah, you mentioned that the, the the I think the first um, fan engagement that quarterly CEO fan forum is it June sometime in I can't remember the exact date, mm. but sometime in June I believe. I know I can't make it because it kind of clashes with working or anything. But uh, Ali, is that something that you'd maybe look to attend if you're one of the lucky ones that get selected in those ballots that Rangers tend to do? You need to be a a gold member in my jersey to go with that Scotia. No, you, do you? I'm winding you up. No, you that didn't. would be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you nearly had me there. You nearly had me. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd like to go to one of them. Yeah, yeah, I'd be up for going to one of them and, and see what it's about. Because I think it's it's a good thing to do. It's using using Edmonton House as well, which has been used well so far. So, um, yeah, I'd definitely be up for going for it. I was going to say, you Scotia, completely off track here, but we forgot to do something Tuesday night. And I just remembered there, Willie came and met us at the yeah. Viceroy on Saturday after the old firm. He came specifically just to meet us. Um, so I said I gave him a shout-out, and I forgot to do it on Tuesday, Willie. I remember now, so I will give you a shout-out now. And your 92-year-old dad who listens to us, and his favourite is, guess who? Scotia. Scotia, obviously. Right, yeah. must be right. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I, I do. I did actually re- click when we finished recording on Tuesday night that you'd forgot to mention that. Yeah. But we got there and we, we get there in the end. Like I say, the B team, you can't you can't um, expect <laughs> us to do very much. <laughs> um, one, <laughs> before we go on to his, Kenny, his press conference, because there is a few things that Kenny overlap with his interview in the press conference. But one of the things that I was, Kenny, pleased to hear was his Kenny commitment that um, the four Kenny director roles that were going to get filled fairly eminently, by the way, he was speaking on that interview, and for me, most importantly, first of all, Ali, the sporting director, 
you know, I think we've spoken about should we have a sporting director, should we not? I've always been the opinion that to be a modern club, to go forward in this day and age, you probably do. So it was good to see that. And then also the academy director, because obviously uh, Craig Mulholland's recently just left, and then the financial and commercial and market directors. But what were your thoughts and his comments on that? Yeah, I agree. I think we should probably should have a sporting director. It takes pressure off of, of Bill and lets him run the run the team, if you want to say, coach the team. So, yeah, I thought he would do that anyway. The uh, the guy from Dundee, Scotia, I don't know to think his name, I think he's been linked with um, being the head of the youth development. Um, Stephen, Wright, Stephen Wright, the boy that used to play with us in the 90s. Yeah, I th- yeah, yeah knew he was, was an ex-Rangers player. Yeah, I was listening. I was listening to Heart and Hand Daily Update just earlier, just about an hour or so ago, and then um, calling in that rubbish that it says Rangers have kind of said that no, they've, they've not been. That was something that I think got brought out on the Dundee Courier. I want to say, but I think no, right. Heart and Hand, Heart and Hand have come out and said that they've been told Rangers have said no. But that, that's just well, if, well, if they've, the, if the, they've what, said the, that, the, the famous column in the Dundee Courier is it? Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but no, in terms of his position, Scotia, no, it's, it's it's good to see that they're going to be filling them, and it'll be interesting to see who they bring in, um, because I like I like I like Bizgrove at the moment, and I like I hope to think he brings in people along the same line as him, himself, forward thinking, maybe thinks outside the box as well. Um, so I'm, I'll be interested. It's an exciting summer coming forward, not just on where uh, players coming in Scotia, but. Everything to do with Rangers is exciting going forward in the summer. And hi, can we bid in this season just get next season started now? <laughs> yeah, probably could. Um, Carney, your final thoughts on the, the, those director roles, and then we'll move on to the, the pressure with Bisgrove. Yeah, I think it was it was important that he made the he made a point of saying recruitment on and off the field. So he he, he clearly is a, a man that wants to get things in place as quickly as possible as well. The it's, uh, it's going to be a hard task to fill this bone director role because there's a lot of pressure on him because of the way the previous one went. Um, the, there's obviously a lot of criticism around Ross Wilson, so this one's this one kind of has to. This one, to me, this one's make or break. I know it's the modern way they, the modern way of a football team running that they would have a sporting director, but. Um, I think this one they have to get pretty spot on. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see who they get, uh, and I'm glad the Graham Soonis rumours have been put to bed as well because it was never going to be Graham Soonis. I don't know why anybody ever thought it was going to be Graham Soonis, but um, it's a critical role. It really is critical. Um, it'll be interesting to see who we get linked with going forward. I'm sure we'll be linked with everybody. Um, there's going to be all sorts of people that will probably come to the front that we'll be, be, um, we'll be linked to. But um, no, I, I'm, as I say, nothing about the interview from... Um, um, Bisgrove had any sort of negative uh, negative impact on me. I thought you've got your head screwed on your shoulders. I'm interested to see what you're going to do. Yeah, um, it's good you mentioned this this soonest bit there because I was just going to skim over it in the the uh, press conference. But he said, but it was good that he kind of put it to bed because these rumours have been rumbling on ever since soonest kind of said in Sky Sports that he had this big announcement on the 22nd, so a, a, a few days away. Um, but it's more than likely going to be something to do with his kind of his charity or something like that, I would imagine. Um, yeah. What but, Paul said you know, there, though, what do you guys think as soon as being an ambassador? All for it. Literally all for it. Yeah. I think that's a tremendous thing. The guy clearly loves the football club. So, no, for me, as an ambassador, as soon as 100%, I'm up for that, 100%. 
Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, look at the respect that Sunis has got through English football as well. You know, the presence that he's got there because he was such, so successful with Liverpool. You know, he's, he's probably, well, not he's not more well-known down in England than he is in Scotland, but he's one of these these players that kind of transcends the border there where, you know, up here you'll maybe say someone, the running your street sort of person that doesn't really follow football, won't know who someone is, a Rangers legend that we would subscribe to, but it would be maybe Sunis. They would have heard of Graham Sunis. Um, so I think as an ambassador, yeah, that's a, a really good shout. And I know Bisgrove, um, Ali, he did kind of mention that that's potentially something that they'd look at in the future. Yeah, Graham Sunnis, an ambassador, would be brilliant. He talked about, obviously, uh, John Gregg being in amongst the club every day. I think Richard Goff, I think he's an ambassador with Rangers. Um, obviously, if you go to hospitality, of a lot of these guys are in amongst the, um, in amongst the club doing that. So if Graham Sunnis was... As part of Rangers going forward in that sort of capacity, right? it'd be, it'd be a, a good time because Graham Soonis had his birthday recently. Was he 70 now, Graham Soonis? I think he's oh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Sure, he had his birthday or something soon. Uh, Probably around that, yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, no, if he could come back in some sort of capacity, it's going to be, yeah, because he is a legend, Graham Soonis. Not just the Rangers, but as a, as a footballer overall. Yeah, no, indeed. So, yeah, we'll go into the, the rest of, kind of some of the stuff in the press. As I said, some of it's kind of a repeat of what was said in the interview. I'm not going to speak about what he was speaking about in terms of resources for transfers this summer and going forward. We'll maybe park that until Club Deck Corner next Tuesday because, as I say, there's an awful lot to get through and we could be here to, to nine o'clock speaking to you if we include that in it. So we'll park that. Um, but we'll come to the, the safe standing, Carney, that he mentioned. Um, that question was asked of him, and will we likely see safe standing? And he came out and kind of said that, yeah, we'll look into it and in maybe the summer of 24 or 25 before we really see anything concrete happening in terms of it definitely being announced and going forward. That'll tie into something we'll discuss in uh, five or so minutes as well. But he did say that in the next six months, there'll be a feasibility study and, like, again, supporter group liaison. So it's good to see, like Ali said, that this is back in the table. Yeah, it's, it's good that... It's good that doors that were previously closed are now, I wouldn't say open, but they're probably slightly ajar and it gives it gives a new avenue to open discussions about ideas that have been floating about for a while that were recently put to bed. Um, for me, I mean, I'll never, I don't ever t- intend to move away from my seat. So honestly, the standing, but I don't, I can't have too much of an opinion on because I'll never, I doubt I will ever go to it. I doubt I'll ever sit in that stand in that area, whatever you want to whatever way you want to look at it. However, there's so many people that call for it, and I, I'm all for it. Anything to um, to aid the, the atmosphere within Ibrox, I think, is only a good thing. I saw somebody mention earlier on as well, would it increase capacity? I'm pretty sure it will increase capacity because the seats are much skinnier from what, you've, from what you see on like just a normal seat, if you like, like just a seat that we would be sitting on because it's the fold-away seats, like completely flat. I think they're actually skinnier. So I don't know how much more it would lead to, a couple of hundred, maybe something like that. But again, it's still still a good thing to happen. The only stumbling block I see, mate, is where they're going to put it uh, and whether you're going to be able to convince fans to move from a certain area. They can't do it in the Brimlone. It won't be possible due to the way that 
um, where we sit away fans and um, different allocations, different different percentage of your attendance, uh, your capacity has to be given to fans for different competitions. So the, the broom loan, it won't be there. It won't be there. So I think the one rumoured was a Copeland front, but there's going to be guys that have sat in the Copeland front their whole lives and they'll not want to move anywhere. So it's a, it's a stumbling one. But I think it's very important that the option is put on the table and it's discussed and we'll see if it can happen. I, I do believe if the club can make it happen now, well, from what Bizgrove is saying, um, I believe if it can happen, they will make it happen, which is a, which is a good thing. As I say, I, I, I'm definitely all for it. I've got nothing against it. It's not something that I would I would choose to do because obviously I sit, I sit with my dad and um, but again, I'm not taking my dad to a standing section. I don't think he would particularly enjoy that. He's done his jumping about like a maddie when he was a youngster. He likes to sit and enjoy his football now. So... Yeah, but um, I think it's I think it's a positive sign, mate. I think it's a positive move. It will take time, obviously, because of, of what you're going to come on and speak about, mate. Yeah, um, and Ali, your thoughts on this? If done just before you do, though, um, me, I'm like Carney. Yeah, I think it would be a really good thing. Obviously, like Carney says, where we are up in the club deck, it's very occasionally that any time that the, it's people are standing for the full game, it's maybe only happened once. I think. Um, the time that the, since I've had my season ticket up there, you know, it doesn't really happen up there. So it is going to be something that will happen down the sort of lower sections of the the, the govern the Brimlin or the Copeland. But what are your opinions on it? Yeah, it's good. It's good that he's brought up because we've kind of danced around it for the last couple of years, and it's been mentioned, but nothing's really happened about it. So I mean, it's for it's for the Union Bears, really, isn't it? It's, it's for their yeah. group, and they want to grow their group as well. Obviously, they provide the atmosphere on Ibrox Union Bears, so. It's for them. But Bisgrove's uh, mentioned it again today. So, yeah, it's good. As Carney says, it, it probably have to be the Colton front looking at it, which could upset people that have been there for donkeys in the same seat and haven't moved them. So there will have to be compromise. But, it's um, yeah, it's another step forward, Scotia, and in, in something that we've talked about for years, but nothing's been done about it. So it's good that Bisgrove's um, brought it up and he intends to to um, yeah, see what it takes us with that. Yeah, no, indeed. So we'll see where that we go with that. And um, one last thing from that presser, and it was it was pissing me off when um, the press, the the printed press, as it were, kept insistently trying to speak about the old firm allocation, and it was boring the arse off me. But I am um, quite liked that Beale came out, not Beale, sorry, uh, Bisgrove came out and said that um, no, for next season it'll be the seven hundred or eight hundred, and then the eight thousand. It was like. It's unlikely to happen soon, um, which I like to hear. But yeah, that, I thought we'd mention that. I don't know if you have, guys have got any opinions on it, and if or if you were like what's me, he, and it kind of annoyed you. What's he meant to come out and say? Is he going to go? <laughs> I we're going to give him that full room loan back. He's sold. We just sold sold forty five thousand season tickets, yeah. which along I assume the ones in the room loan come with the old firms. I know years ago they didn't. The, the option was it didn't come with the old firm and they'd be moved. So. Of course, they're not going to get the full broom loans back. Bizgrove has said what you said, Scotia. He's left the corner available. They've not sold season tickets there. They've, obviously, I don't think they could anyway because of um, away fans. fans coming regardless, whoever, whoever it is. So he's left it open for if Celtic want to take up their allocation, it is there for next season. But the full broom loan, I, as he said, Scotia and his presser, ain't coming. They're looking for a wee line and they didn't get it. Yeah, there's another line. Think, there's another line they got from him, but I don't know if you'll come on to that. The what one? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, see, see, I don't know what you're talking. I'll go on, Ali. What was the line? Because yeah, what was the line? I'm curious. 
about being the most successful oh, dominant right, most club dominant in Scotland. Team. And he ah, wants right, okay. and he wants to he wants to be that next season. So I, that, I know that I know that is true. Yeah, I know that is truth though, so it didn't really take me by surprise or anything. It's yeah, truth. That, it's truth. It, yeah. it gives them a wee line and it, it noises up the, across the city. Yeah, so he should. Fucking numb all for that. Of course yeah. he should. That's it. Of course he should. He's not going to come out and go, oh, well, we might beat Celtic next year. Let's just wait and see, shall we? Um, no, in terms of the the, um, the allocation thing, look, people are going to debate about it forever. Um, should they get the full stand back? The reality of the situation is, is it's not going to happen because Rangers would rather sell season tickets. And that alone, to me, I'm like, well, I get that. I completely understand that. It makes more financial sense for the club to sell the 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 more season tickets. It really does. And I'm just worried now that it's going to be tit for tat again next season, where they're not going to get you're not going to get fans at the away games, which I think is um, away old firms, away old firm fans. Even you're not going to get them in the stadium at at Parkhead or at Ibrooks, which is it's not right. It's really not right and I don't like that. I think it takes an element away of the the game itself. Um I know for sure I would have loved if there was eight hundred of them sitting in the corner when we won three 0 the other day. It would have made that a wee bit more more sweeter. Um it would have made it a wee bit more sweeter. But yeah, that's my only worry. <clears throat> my only worry is that it, it leads to tit for tat again and we end up with no fans in either stadium, eh, no away fans in either stadium, which I think is a real shame. And it's a real shame for Scottish football because it's the well, it's the only tie that people outside of Scotland will probably tune in to watch. So no disrespect, it's just a, that's just the reality of the situation. So I hope the clubs can meet, reach an agreement where that it's 800 each and and we take it from there but I think people constantly going on about wanting the full broom loan back it's just not going to happen yeah and I, to be honest this, like you say this conversation has kept being had the next time whenever they announce the next old firm game for the first old firm game at Ibrox for, or even at Parkhead for that matter um, next season this will read its head again so no doubts we'll get in here at some point next season as well um, moving well not moving too far on from Grove in his comments because this kind of ties in with something that he mentioned in his interview and it was earlier that day um, on the Wednesday, um, what was it, Wednesday 17th of May, it was announced that um, sort of a more long-awaited update on the um, improvements to the disabled access um, at Ibrox and um, what they had said in the, the article in the on the Rangers website was that over the summers of 2023, 2024 and 2025 there'll be work done to improve the the spaces for disabled people and um, that, that would entail 270 additional disabled spaces and also an additional 700 seats and um, so the way that it looks like that's going to happen is that in this summer coming they are going to take some undertake some work in the Broomland and Copeland ends of the stadium and um, extending the cor- concourses putting in additional kiosks and then doing some alterations for the upgrade of the lifts that will be required as well the following summer, they'll then put in the new platforms for the disabled seats, and they'll also put in some um, cantilevers that will allow the general access um, for you know, general access seats to be increased as well, and that's particularly to offset any movements that may need to be had. And then finally, in the 25 season, they'll wrap everything up with um, additional disabled access to the Govan and Sandy Jardin uh, stands. Um, Carney, this was talked about um, at the AGM earlier in the season, and um, 
it's now good to see that there's the plans are, are steaming ahead and that this is going to happen because I think it's been long, long overdue that the disabled fans were, were catered to in a better way than they, they currently are. Long overdue, mate, and I like the fact of where they're, where they're planning to do the work as well. I think it's not just making an improvement, it's making a huge improvement on their match day experience. I think it's an absolutely fantastic move by the club. I like the I like everything about it, mate, I really do. I think it'll even look good as well. I think like it's going to just give it a week and a freshness almost to the inside of the stadium as well. <clears throat> um, but no, this is long, long overdue. The plans look really good. Um, it looks like they've really thought it out and they've, they've utilised the stadium as much as they possibly can. And I can't see anything other than this being a positive, a positive move for, um, for, for um, the club and for uh, people that require disabled access to the stadium. Um, it's, as it it's brilliant. It really is brilliant. I, th- I hope they manage to pull it off the way that they want to, because I think it's going to be really something um, pr- pretty special, and it's probably going to provide probably one of the best views you would get for disabled access, probably in Britain, um, probably in Britain. So um, fantastic, honestly. I, I can't, I can't applaud the club enough for the, the plans that they've put in place for this. Yeah, Ali, I mean, the, the Kenny, the wee graphics that you see on the article, they do look pretty impressive. I know we've seen more detailed ones during the during the AGM, but like, yeah, this is very long overdue. And it, as Carney says, it'll improve, improve the quality of the match day experience for everyone around Ibrox, I, I would suggest. Yeah, because where they said at the moment, I, I assume their view is not great sitting away down there, um, pitch level. So to be elevated up to where they're going to be, I mean, that'll be a, what a difference it'll be for them in terms of viewing a game of football. I think it'll be brilliant for them. Um, it's not a step forward in terms of Rangers and what we're doing with Ibrox. So I can't add any more than what Carney said, but no, it's um, it's fantastic news for the disabled fans and well um, well deserved as well. So they'll look forward to it being completed in, was it two years' time, you said, supposed to be fully completed? Um, yeah, the summer, the summer of twenty twenty five. So for yeah, the twenty five, so twenty six season, it should all be ready. Yeah, so that that's something for them to to look forward to. And yeah, and there's more stuff happening within iBooks as well. It's, it's it's one of many things that needs done. So it's it's a tick box for that one, and we move on to the next thing in terms of the stadium. So no, fantastic news for the disabled fans. Indeed, yeah, and that'll bring up the once all that works complete, it'll bring up the capacity of the stadium to fifty one and a half, no, fifty one thousand yeah. five hundred. Let's put it that way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we've reached the half hour mark, and everyone knows what that means. Oh, cut your Carney doesn't. Off guard, <laughs> yeah, Carney doesn't. It's time for a word from our sponsors. It's time to mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone's aware by now that those nose hairs are a major turnoff. That's why Manscaped upgraded their brand new Weed Whacker two point zero with improved blades and motor. You can feel the power of nasty nose hair annihilation in the palm of your hands. Save money and attack your nose hair and ear hairs by going to manscaped.com and using the code CLUBAT22 to get 20% off and free shipping. Our friends over at Manscaped are helping you enjoy spring's fresh air by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all your facial hair. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscaped's tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. Let's face it, long nose hair is a major turnoff. Let Manscaped be part of your daily grooming routine, ensuring no hair is ever out of place. It's time to level up your groom game. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscaped Shop. Your nose, ears, body and lads will also thank you. Your buzz, your buzz will thank you, mate. So that's 10 out of 10, mate. You're the but you are by far the best at that. You really are. That's good. So you're for much... angling for a job. Yeah, it was well, much Manscaped. more enthusiastic than Ali. You could be the, you could be the poster Ali, boy for Manscaped, Scotia. You could be. Yeah, you definitely nah, could be. Nah. You'll heal me in a local radio station one day. <laughs> but anyway, moving on from Manscaped. Um, more important and exciting news that came out today, and I know someone that's going to be very, very pleased with this news, and that that it was announced today that, as expected, Ryan Jack has signed a new one-year extension to his deal to keep him around the club. Before I get the reaction of the boy that's grinning below me, um, Jack Kenny came out and said that, yeah, it was a no-brainer, and he was delighted now that it's done, as it kind of been in the pipelines for probably a couple of months now. And Beal also came out and said that he was delighted and it's um, that Jack's a very, very important, important member of the squad. So, yeah, um, everyone knows who the man that's very pleased with this is. Um, Carney, your thoughts? Uh, delighted, mate. Delighted, mate. Yes, I'm absolutely delighted. No, um, obviously, joking aside, uh, well, it made my day better. I'm not going to lie. When I seen it, I was like, you beauty. Uh, but it makes sense. It does make sense. I know we've hummed and hawed about his injury and etc. And I, I'll go on record now and say that he is a good option to have as a rotation player. Ryan Jack isn't going to be able to play the full season. Even Ryan Jack knows that he won't be able to play the full season. We are going to need to have options there. <clears throat> but I think it's a, I think it's a positive move. I do. I think he's a, I think he's a leader within the team. Um, I think he's. At the job that he does, I still think he's the best of what we currently have when he's fit and doing the doing his role. I don't think there's anybody better than him. Uh, and I just think he's a, a kind of player that kind of fully understands this football club. And it's important to have people like that around. Obviously, the boring stuff, it helps with the Scottish homegrown, trained, whatever it's called. It helps with that as well, um, which again, I think... I think just it just made sense to me um, to keep Brian Jack on. Um, I, I did say previously that um, I, I didn't think he should be. He should. He didn't. I didn't think he should have been able to sign a year's contract, but that was before he signed it, and he's now signed it. So I'm absolutely delighted about that. Um, no, I, I, I'm happy that Ryan Jack's staying. I would have him in my team every week if I if I possibly could. But I, I thought I don't think it can be underestimated. Maybe the impact that he has within the dressing room as well. He's a guy that gets it, mate. He's Scottish. It makes it makes perfect sense. Um, to me going forward and obviously I'm a Jackal fanboy mate so no I'm 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 a happy boy mate happy boy yeah I mean I'm I was pleased that it was announced as well because I've seen a few, few folk in the comments there saying you know that when Jack plays Rangers tend to play better um, and he does he brings out the best in players I know we spoke about this Ali on Tuesday when we were speaking about um, his performance in the old firm game there coming straight back in just after being out and on that after just being out I think Paul had put up there that he's yeah he's been fit. He's played 50, 35 games this season. Yeah, and I was having a look at 53 would have been incredible if he'd done 53. <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> <laughs> yeah. no, I was looking at it as well today, and I think out of the, the Premiership, the domestic Premiership games this season, he's only missed nine throughout the season, and that, the, the majority of them were in that wee patch in October. I think around about October time, but he missed a, a big patch there because he was out for a kind of longer period. But Ali's only 31 year old. 
And as Ali says, he ticks that Scottish homegrown thing, which with a couple of players potentially, two that are on that list potentially looking out the window, it's something that we potentially need to look at. But I was very pleased because, yeah, Ryan Jack's a, a very important player for us. Yeah, Bill did mention your wee quote of Scotia, so he must have been listening to you, but he did mention that at the end of it when he was talking about Ryan Jack. He said Ryan Jack played 80% of the games since Bill's been in. Um, yep. he's, uh, he makes he does make Rangers play better, Ryan Jack. I think players round about and feel more secure when Ryan Jack's there because they know he's there to, to sweep up, if you know what I mean, um, keeps the ball moving. I still think going forward next season, we will sign a first-team starter to play where Ryan Jack plays because Ryan we'll Jack is 31, as he says, 31. But I still think he'll play a very important role with Rangers next season. He can come in and out of certain games. doesn't need to play against a, no disrespect, a Kilmarnock at Ibrooks on a Saturday. doesn't need to play that game. So I expect him to, to play in the bigger games potentially, but I can see a, a replacement for Ryan Jack coming in the summer who he can protect, maybe a younger type player who he can nurture and he'll be the, the future going forward for Rangers. But no, delighted because um, he's a great player for Rangers and he's probably Rangers' best midfielder. Well, he is Rangers' best midfielder where he plays currently in that position. So, um, nah, it's a no-brainer, Scotia. I know we mump and moan about his injuries and that, but when he's on that park for Rangers, he, he gives 100% and you know he's on that park and he makes us play better. So, Yes, I am happy with it too, uh, too, and I'm sure Ryan, who's not here as well, is happy. Yeah, no, it's good, good to see that. And you do mention there, Ali, and this is, we'll come to this, a transfer room that we've had, a player that could potentially come in and, you know, not usurp Jack's place, but, you know, take over, like you're saying there, that so that Jack's not needing to be relied on. And that's the links that we've had um, with Jose Sufuentes. There you go, Rob Carmichael, I got it there. <laughs> I know he made a wee comment on Twitter the other day there. So, yeah, Jose Sufuentes. Um, he's an Ecuadorian that's currently playing out in America for uh, Los Angeles Football Club, uh, who, he, who he's played there since um, 2020. I'm going to be honest, I've never seen him play. So the only thing that I know about him now is from what I've heard from other Kenny sort of Rangers podcast, Rangers fans that I um, you know, trust. And he seems to be this Kenny, a box-to-box type midfielder that Kenny ticks all the boxes that I would be looking for for the centre midfielder that we need to come in in the summer. Um, Carney, come to you first. What are your thoughts around Sifuentes? And um, see, because Rob Carmichael said I'd bugger it up and buggering it up all the time. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. I'm not even going to say it, mate. I'm just, I'm not going to say it. I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm the same. I'm not going to lie and sit and pretend I know much about him. Sorry, before we go any further, Robert Robertson, thank you very much for the donation, mate. Really do appreciate that. Um, that's, that's magic. Thank you so much. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pretend that I know loads about the guy because I don't. But what he does do is he fits. He fits the. We'll go back to the comments that Bisgrove was making about the four pillars. He fits that. He fits the a player that's going to be able to come in, develop himself here, get to a, probably another level um, of his game while being at the club, and then we move him on for a profit. And that's what that's what we need to be doing. That is exactly what we need to be doing. Everything about him seems to be the. Um, the mould that we are looking for. Um, I think Bill's quite a fan of having robust fit, and I, by fit I mean 
they, they will literally run all day for you. He likes the middle of the park to be strong. Um, they, he likes them to be strong and be willing to do the attacking jobs as much as they're willing to do the, the defensive work. So he fits the bill in that sense, mate, by all reports. I think it's very important, more so though, that we are looking outside of England because I was getting to the point where I was thinking, do we only just go to England to look for players? Is there nobody else we could potentially sign? And this one kind of ticks the boxes and it kind of shows that even without Ross Wilson being there, then may have been identified while Ross Wilson was here. We'll never know that, but we are looking further afield. And you've seen that with Bill going away to Italy a couple of times. I think he was there. Um, I, I don't know where else he's been. I've not seen anything else he's posted on social media, and that's usually how people find out where he is because he'll put a landmark up or something of where he is. But I think it's very important, more so, that we've we've widened the net, and it isn't just we're, we're not just looking for UK based players. Um, there there has got to be talent out there that is within Rangers' grasp that can come in here and really make an impact, and and that will fit the model that we are trying to run to. Uh, and obviously by that I mean you develop here, and we get you at a bargain price, and we well, not a bargain price, but a, a decent price, and we move you on for significantly more. So no, an exciting signing, mate. It'd be one of the ones I'd be interested to see as well, um, going forward. But I say I don't know a great deal about him, but from what I'm hearing, um, there seems to be a wee bit of noise. Around them so I'm uh, yeah I'm 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 optimistic about that one mate and that one looks pretty pretty certain is that the one Fabrizio Romano said was pretty much done yeah 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 so yeah. I mean he when he usually when he says things he, he tends to know doesn't he yeah I mean Carney you mentioned something there cut um, like in a sort of being not in the cheap you didn't say that but you said something along those lines of being at low price I think the transfer market have currently getting valued at 12 million euros He's contracted with LA up until the end of this year, the 31st of December. Um, currently, what the MLS is currently 10, 10 or so games into the season. So obviously, I don't think LA would be wanting to be let go very cheap because he's, they're currently playing at the moment. Um, Ali had, pre- a, a, from midfield last season, he had a pretty good good return. Seven goals and six assists last year throughout the course of the, that MLS season. Um, what are your thoughts on these rumours and uh, I don't. I'm afraid to ask, but have you ever seen the lads play? Yep, I watch the MLS every weekend <laughs> in Sky Sports. I thought you'd be the same score show you watch all the leagues. I was waiting for your, your dossier on him to tell us exactly the player, what he's about. Um, no, I've not seen him. Uh, I did see he was playing for, for is it Los Angeles he plays for? I did see he was playing the other yeah. night for them. He started for them. I did have a look at their team lineup and he was starting. Um, he's five foot eight. He's quite small, but that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, ticks the boxes. Box to box player, as you say. Twenty four years of age. You've said he was touted at ten, twelve million. I've read that. Nice. He, like I say, he ticks the boxes for what we want in terms of a guy you could potentially bring in, get a couple of seasons out of, and, and move on. I think he says he wants to play in Europe. A lot of these South, Af- South, South African, South American boys that um, <laughs> go to the MLS. Their, their next jump is Europe, so you thought you were on the eggheads, mate. Come on, sharpen <laughs> your game. Uh, so he could be a stepping stone to to a, I was going to say a bigger club, to a bigger league than the Scottish league. So um, yeah, I think it's good. And you look in social media and that he's been liking stuff about Rangers and all that. So yeah, Michael Beale coming out today and kind of poo pooing it. Yeah, it's, we're not stupid, Michael. Come on, we know. <laughs> Unless Carney <laughs> says when. Fabrizio, what's his jobs, comes out and says it. Ah, it's it's not a done deal, but he doesn't say the things. 
So um, yeah. it's interesting. It's, it's one of many Scotia that in the next couple of weeks, I, I think we'll be signing. Yeah, and the fact that his agent was also pictured at the old firm game there as well. You know, it adds fuel, fuel to the yeah. fire as well when you see that. Um, so I, I don't know, right, I'll come on to the Beal press conference. We're going, going to move on to that anyway, speaking about the Hibs game. And, but keeping with this, if Fuentes there, I thought Beal Kenny shut up shop a wee bit when he kind of said, yeah, not really close. And then he kind tended to shut down a wee bit there and it looked like he was trying not to say as much as he said in the past about transfers. I don't know what your thoughts were, Carney. Yeah, yeah. I thought so as well, mate, when I seen it. I, I, I thought exactly the same thing. I think he was like, he was almost biting, biting his tongue, trying to make himself yeah. not speak, uh, not say much. But I mean, saying that it's not close can mean anything. It can, really can mean anything. I would imagine there's discussions there because um, the rumours are... The rumors are um, the rumours are strong. The rumours are very strong. But I did find that he took a wee, almost like a backward step when he probably wanted to go, yeah, he's, he's, he's from there. I'm just about to go speak to him. <laughs> he's, got his, he's got the top in his hand. I'm just going to go talk to him. Um, but do you know what he would usually do? But no, I, I, I think this one will happen. I do think this one will happen. I don't expect a veg in my face with that one. I think, it's, I think it looks pretty close. But yeah, it was much more reserved from from um, from Michael Beale. Um Graham Souness has been in Glasgow recently. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll go on with the, the um, press conference from Beal when he came out. Um did mention a squad update that Goldson's had out. Um, obviously, looked, it did, was looking a wee bit sluggish at the end, towards the end of the game last week. Um, but apart from that, it's as you were from last week. So no one coming back from injury. No one else can he not been available for selection, apart from two that I'll actually, I'll come at this as well, um, he did mention that um, both Rice and Lovelace will be away on international duty um, with the Scotland and England under-17s respectively. And he also, and interestingly, Ali main mentioned about that next week we'll be hearing an awful lot more about all these out-of-contract players and whether or not they'll be leaving. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I knew, I thought they might do it potentially after the St Mirren game when it's all done and dusted. So, yeah, it's interesting to say that after this weekend's games, because we still get hearts to play on a Wednesday, Scotia, before we go and play uh, St Myrna away. So, it's interesting that we're, after this game against Hibs on Sunday, we're going to find out the list of players that are going. I don't think we'll be shocked. I think we all know who's who's going um, out, of the, out of contract players uh, in the summer. I think it's the players, Scotia, that are contracted to Rangers next season that's the ones I'm more interested that we're looking to move on because they've alluded to this, Bisgrove's alluded to it Beale's alluded to it, we will be moving players on in the summer who are contracted to Rangers so that's the ones I'm more interested in than the guys that their contracts are run out because let's be honest, we all know who's going the only one that may get a contract out of yeah. all of them is potentially our field but that's, that's, yeah. that's possibly it yeah, no, I'd kind of agree with you there, Carney. Uh, you any different than that? No, spot on. Ali's, Ali's right. The only one that I can see potentially staying out, the ones that are out of contract, would be our field. He might get offered a, a, year's, um, a year's contract because he is a good option to have in terms of... The, 
in terms of rotation as well within the squad, um, if he, obviously if he plays every week, yeah, I think he suffers with fitness as well. Um, but I think he's a great option to have, and he tends to score. Well, that's the thing we all feel he just tends to pop up with a goal from time to time, and it could be crucial for us. So he's the only one. I wouldn't be shocked if he left. Don't get me wrong. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he moved on yeah. because he's maybe wanting to get full time football or a more regular football elsewhere towards the latter stages of his career. Um, but I, I, I'm the same. I'm more interested about who's contracted and who's going than who's not because we all know Alander's going McGregor's hanging his boots up Kent Morelos is going etc we all know the ones that are moving on um, but it's the ones Ali's spot on I can't add anything else and I'm, I'm more interested to see who you are who you're putting um, on the transfer list like champ manager style um, it'll be super yeah. interesting to see yeah, and then also came on to, this is a question that I really wanted to discuss in more detail, but as I say, there was so much to talk about that we're not going to, he was asked about his thoughts on the gap between second and third, you know, Beal Kenny talked about it in terms of league reconstruction because you play each other so often, I've got a few other Kenny theories on why, that case, why that's been the case this season. Um, but we can leave that for another time. Um, he was also asked about a couple of players that in place at the weekend, Carney, Suter and Cantwell, you know, Suter could be important player going forward with us and um, also Cantwell having that great energy um, yep talked about them and also stay with you Carney because me and Ali touched on him uh, I was asked about Tillman also um, and they'll have that conversation for another player of the year awards this weekend yeah I think I liked what he said about Suter. I think Suter deserves a chance. I think he's been pretty solid since he came in. Um, and obviously, I think Cantwell is just a, an absolute revelation so far. I think he's the boy's tremendous. Um, Malik Tillman's an interesting one. I think the injury might it might kind of put a spanner in the works for him wanting to find somewhere else to go. Because is it 12 weeks or something? Is that what he said? 12 weeks? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, a, weeks. That's, a, that's a significant injury. Do you know what I mean? It's not, that's not just a, that's not a 7 to 10 day anyway. So I, I, it's, it, that could potentially put a spanner in the works for him having different thoughts about him going forward. Um, and it might lead to a, a better, a better, negotiation with Bayern should Rangers decide that they want to keep him maybe we'll be able to to, to bring bring that the rumoured 5 million price tag down a bit um, I think that I think that will all come out in the wash once he is once once he is back um, I think we'll, we'll we'll soon know whether Tillman's staying or leaving I, I think Beal will be quite upfront about it due to the noise that's surrounding the, the situation with, with Tillman so but congratulations to him for winning the Young Player of the Year award. Um, the uh, players, well, young player, players, yeah, players, young player. players yeah. that voted for it. Yeah. yeah, which is brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant for them. So, yeah, um, I, I'm that I'm I'm definitely keeping a close eye on on that one, mate. Um, what the outcome is of the conversation that he's going to have with the Tillman. Yeah, um, yeah. It was also Kenny asked again about the expectations for next season and summer recruitment. One or two potentially getting close, um, and for next year, a good preseason is important. They come back sort of tactically stronger, um, and with like you say, some like you said, with some summer signings. But similar to the Bisgrove stuff, we'll park that and we'll speak about that at another time when we have more time to give it the kind of length of time that it deserves. Just wrap up on the press conference with them. Um, I think I said recently when Alan McGregor got his 500th game that I don't think I'll see someone get 500 games again. It's if Tav starts, and I fully expect him to, Ali, that'll be his 400th game um, for Rangers. That's quite a milestone. Yeah, 400 games. And you think Scotia next season, Tav is probably going to play all our games if we're in 
cup competitions in Europe and later stages of Europe, he could easily play 60 games next season. So um, you will rack that up quite quickly, Scotia. So, um, yeah, I was surprised when he said 400. But when you think about it, he's been here for umpteen years, Tav. So when you break it down, it's it's not surprising. But, yeah, he he could be in that, um, that wee club that McGregor's on. Yeah, and Carney, it was interesting then Beale's comments on on Tav that he said that when he came in, that Tav was kind of just like a captain on the pitch with the way that he was playing on the pitch. Because I do remember at that time Tav was in one of those kind of purple patches that he can't have and he was kind of flying. But it was interesting what he said is that now he's like a change man and how important he is off the pitch as well now. That he's kind of the way what he was getting at, I kind of think, is that how he's grown into this this leadership. And I know it's a Maybe slightly contentious kind of opinion, but how him being our captain, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, no, I think um, he was saying that he set the standards. He, he sets the standards within the club, within the dressing room, um, which is important. As I say, I think a, a, a captain of Rangers, whether you agree he should be the captain or not, um, I don't. I've, I've I've said this since the start. I I, I don't mind James Tavernier being the captain, but I don't think he achieves anything by taking the captain's armband off him. I don't think. I generally don't think it achieves anything. He's highly regarded within the football club, and at the end of the day, he's been vital for us this season. Okay, we've not won um, anything. We've not given him any silverware, but in terms of his his numbers, um, you, you can't really argue against him. You really can't. He's still I still a major part of the way that this team plays football. So, um, yeah, I fully expect Tav to stick around. The FFS Tav Brigade are going to be pretty furious about that, I would imagine, um, that he's going to be around. But I, I expect him to play every every game next season, same as what Ali said. I don't expect to see him going anywhere. And I think bringing in competition for his um, for his position, that's, that boy Sterling, he can play right back as well, right back, centre back as well, I think that, that lad yeah. plays. Um, so it gives a bit of competition for Tav and maybe maybe Devine's not been giving him that, not been giving him that, that there's somebody champing his heels because when Patterson was there, Tav was great um, because he knew if I'm not great, Patterson will take my place because of the the noise around Patterson as well at the time, but 400 appearances, mate, for for this club, it can't really be um, it can't really be underestimated how how a magnificent magnificent milestone that is for James Tavernier. And yeah, uh, I think there's I think there's many more to come. Yep. Um, so that was the press conference um, leading into the game against Hibs. At, um, it's a half past twelve kickoff on Sunday. I've 12. not even looked. Twelve. Twelve. Is it a 12 kick off on Sunday? Thank you, Alistair. 12, yeah. that, means, that means I'll need to get an early train up to Glasgow then. Um, but yeah, playing Hibs away at Easter Road. Um, Hibs currently sitting fifth in the, the Premiership, with um, still with a chance of getting uh, one of those European spaces. Um, they drew away Aberdeen last week. I think they beat Hearts the week before, potentially, I think. Um, and yeah, we've played them three times now this season. Two pretty convincing, well, one very convincing one, the 4-1 most recently, then 3-2 earlier on in the season, and then obviously that two-each game um, where I think that was the beginning the end of our title challenge, if we're all being honest, when that happened. But um, Ali, what are your thoughts on Hibs and the upcoming game? Hibs have got something to play for, as do um, Hearts on, on Wednesday when we play them, so we're playing teams that have something to play for, maybe not St Mullen the last game, but They'll be up for the Hibs, they always are at Easter Road. It's the third time we go to Easter Road this season. I know Beal alluded to that in his press conference in terms of this split and 
how it's, it's kind of basically said it's not fair that we need to go there three times, but it's the way that split works. It's somebody's going to always have to do one game that they probably shouldn't have to do. Um, but yes, yeah, Scotia Hibs unbeaten in four. They're a funny team, Hibs. They seem to do. They go through a purple patch and then they sort of fall away for a few games. Um, but they're usually usually up for it against us. The last game we did um, play against them, I watched it with Carney and Rangers were fantastic. Um, Cholak scored those the games, I think, was it? I'm trying to think. Or was it the Hearts game? I'm trying to remember. But um, no, they were brilliant that game, Rangers. So yeah, it'll be a tough game. But yeah, like I said for last week's question, these players that are in the team at the moment, they're, they're playing for their futures next season. I'm talking about guys that are, that are contracted, your Matondos and Yilmazes and players like that. They're playing for to to try and get in that first team of Rangers next season because they all know there's a lot of players coming in the summer. So it's up to them to, to show something in the last three games that they deserve to be at Rangers going forward. Yeah, indeed. Um, Carney, your thoughts on Hibs? Yeah, as I say, they've got. I mean, there's an outside chance that either Hearts or Hibs can catch um, Aberdeen um, to finish third. Uh, I think there's five points between Hearts and Hearts and Aberdeen, um, six between uh, Hibs and Aberdeen, but it's very, very close for fourth. And I, I wouldn't completely write off St Mirren either, to be honest, mm-hmm. Ali. I think, that, I mean, if everything goes wrong for Hearts and um, Hearts and Hibs, St Mirren could end up finishing fourth, which would be a, which would be a pretty great achievement for St Mirren, considering where they've finished over the past few years. So, uh, interesting going forward. They say they've got something to play for. We are very, very safely second. <laughs> um, very, very safely second. So, no, it's more about... The 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 pressures the pressures off to that regard, but I don't think, as Ali said, I don't think the pressures completely off the players that their future hasn't been decided yet within the club, and it's up to them now to prove something. And um, we have spoke about it now that there's there's numerous within the team that aren't taking that chance, um, and I'm not going to say I'm not going to say who, but you you will know yourselves who I'm, I'm talking about because I always get put up for being a Matondo basher and I don't want to be like that um, but it's there is certain players that haven't took their opportunity and the strong rumours now that Scott Wright is he's heavily linked with Bristol City then there's opportunities for these players to prove themselves um, it'd be interesting to know if the conversations happened already with some players whether they've been told they're leaving or not I would imagine it may be happening after Sunday maybe Monday into Tuesday something like that um, but yeah it's really up to the ones that have been on the fringes now to take that opportunity and um, make the make the gaffer make the fans take notice yeah indeed um, we'll stick with you then Carney, and you can give us your team and score prediction and remember that Beale did say in his press conference that there's probably only 16 players to work with, and he did say that injured players need a ch- players that have been injured need a chance. Yeah, so obviously I would I would have played Lovelace, but obviously he's away on international duty. I would actually have quite like to see Rice as well, but he's away on international duty because they were they were pretty impressive in the the Glasgow Cup final, even though they lost. I thought the second half in particular they were good. My team, my goodness, man. Um, Who's centre-backs we get fit? King and Suter, is that it? Yeah. You could so throw Lundstrom in there if you want. Is there, oh, you could, is yeah, there? you could. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, yeah, you could. So, McCrory, Tavernier, King, Suter, Yilmaz. Is Jack fit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack, Raskin, Cantwell. Oh, my goodness, the, uh, this, I hate this bit. Um, Lowry, Hadji and... 
Morelos, maybe? Oh, <laughs> I don't come know. on, Carney. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Morelos who isn't here play? anymore. <laughs> who else is he going to play? Chikala? No. Ah, mate, honestly, I'm, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him. It will, I'd imagine it will be Shakala. Um, I imagine it will be Shakala. Um, but I think I would give Lowry a chance over Matondo anyway, um, because I Matondo hasn't really took his opportunity. So uh, something along the lines of that, mate. I don't know. It's a difficult one to call this, but I'll go for 2 1 to Rangers and for, I don't know, Ryan Jack to score first. Right, so you're, are you you're not definite in who you're picking, Sakala or Morelos? No? It'll be Sakala, but I would rather... I know Morelos isn't technically here anymore. He's kind of he's he's shipped out, but I think Bill made the point with him um, mm. at the the at the old firm. So I wouldn't be shocked if Morelos started. Um, again, it doesn't really mean very, very much this game um, going forward and... I'm sick of watching Sakala, I'm not going to lie. Okay, he scored against Celtic, I know, I get that, yes, but he nearly didn't. So, <laughs> I'm just sick of seeing him. <laughs> so, yeah, Morelos, but no, nah, I think it will probably be, it'll probably be Sakala. Uh, yeah, 2-1, Ryan Jack to score right. a screamer. Right, well, my team's exactly the same as yours, but I'm saying it's Sakala up front. Um, right. I think he'll go with Sakala. So, um, yeah, I'm going with that. Um, so, McCrory, Tav, Suter, King, Yilmaz, Jack, Raskin, and then Lowry, Hadji, and Cantwell with Sakala. Uh, I'm going 2-0 and Cantwell to score first. Ali, any difference? Yeah, mine's a bit different from you two guys. McCrory, same back four, Tav, King, uh, Suter, Yilmaz, Raskin, Lundstrom, uh, Ryan Jack, Cantwell, the man face Amber, and I says we need to give him all the games in the season. I'm sticking with it, even though he has not impressed me at all. Matondo, I still think we need to stick with him. The reason I was humming and on about Hadji Scotia, Easter Road, you know what it's like, it can be quite frantic. Yeah. Easter Road, I wouldn't put Hadji in there because I think it would pass him by. Hadji against um, Hearts on Wednesday, yes, I can see that. And also, I think Morelos may get the final five minutes against Hearts on Wednesday as a farewell. I think he could do that. Um, my scoreline is... I think Hibs will score. Uh, 3-1 Rangers. Matondo, first goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Ah, very good. <laughs> yeah, so that'll just about do us, but in something a wee bit different, actually. Um, there's another um, massive game um, at the weekend after the the men's team play in the morning. Um, the women's team are playing over at Ibrox. Um, it looks like there's um, been 10,000 tickets, or over 10,000 tickets sold for that now. Um, they're playing Glasgow City at Ibrox um, in what is a three-way shootout for the league title, uh, the women's league title. Um, obviously, Rangers sitting second at the moment, um, sort of joint second, one better than goal difference with um, above Celtic. But if they beat Glasgow City, it confirms them a Champions League um, place. So um, all the best to the women, Carney. Any thoughts on that? No, it's fantastic, mate. Justin Muir, as always, Ali, do you want to do it? God bless America. Thank you. Uh, fantastic, Justin, mate. Really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think it's great how many tickets are sold for it, mate. I think that's brilliant as well. I think it's re- really, really good. They're it's on a, for a record crowd. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. It really is. That's that's absolutely great. Um, what when is it, is it Sunday? The kick was it Sunday? You ten said past the game four. Was? I guess ten like past ten four past on Sunday. Hedness yeah. House four. is open as well um, for the Hibs game, and it's staying. Are open. you going? If, 
Uh, I don't know. If you're a season ticket holder, it's a pound it's to a go. Pound, yeah. It's a pound, yeah. Kids are free, aren't they? Kids get yeah, which free. I think is brilliant with Rangers. I know Celtic had a record crowd against um, was it Glasgow City they were playing? Um, it was, yeah. Uh, at Parkhead. So I think we're on course, I think we've beaten it already with with um, the fans that are going. So there's Jim Slow, not far behind as well as Jim, honestly. Thank you, Jim. Jim. Thank Justin you, Muir. Jim. I'm away to see Justin Muir in Texas and summer. I'm going to visit him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, no, fantastic crowd for the women's football. I mean, I, I know a lot of us guys kind of go with, with women's football, we're not overly interested in it, but um, they're pulling on that the Rangers top, so it's good that uh, there's a big crowd to get behind them, and hopefully, they'll go um, even further than the 10,000 barrier they've got because it's the full of the, the Sandy Jardin so far that's open, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wishing the, the women's team all the best. And as I say, a victory, at least as a minimum, ensures um, ensures Champions League football for them next season. But hopefully, if the results go our way, if we manage to score a few difficult tasks against a team of the quality Glasgow City, and if Celtic get held a wee bit back by Hearts, who knows, we could then be um, the women's champions for a second season in a row. But yeah, that'll do everyone, everyone for tonight. And um, thank you once again to all the listeners. Thank you everyone who donated, and thank you also to my guests. Firstly, Ali Pearson. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for hosting the league, Scotia. You were um, that was very good from you tonight. By the way, it was very polished. You weren't nervous tonight at all, but you were um, very polished. You ran. You done the manscape brilliantly. A lot better than I did last week. I'll need to show more <laughs> enthusiasm going forward on that one. But um, no, well done, Scotia, and I will. Um, I'll see you on Sunday. That's your see you on Sunday, and thank you once again, Mr. Carney. Yeah, cheers, man. Um, you weren't nervous at all tonight, Scotia. Very proud of you, mate. Very, very proud of you. Uh, Manscaped promo done like an absolute pro as well. So, no, yeah, uh, same. Look forward to, to Sunday now, see what team um, we put out, and uh, yeah, we'll take, we'll kind of take it from there. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Thank you, all the donations as well. It's absolutely fantastic. If you're going to the girls' game on Sunday, enjoy yourself, but obviously, watch your. Watch the men. Watch the men's team first to hopefully, hopefully beat Hibs. It's always nice to beat Hibs. But no, cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers, as Carney says. Yeah, and once again, if we would just like to ask that if you enjoyed this podcast, then please like, share, subscribe, tell all your friends because we are generally with you three times a week in your ear holes with inane talk about Rangers. Thank you very much, everyone, and see you next time.